Welcome to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? with your host, Jeff Stein. This program really does uncover the sometime myth that all are innocent until proven guilty. The truth is that many innocent people are found guilty of a crime that they did not commit. We discuss the judicial system, its flaws, and where it could be made better. Now, here is Jeff Stein. Good morning. And welcome to the 20th live episode of Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? Thank you all for listening. We've had great success with the first 20 live episodes, so much that our listener base continues to grow, and we appreciate your support. I am Jeff Stein, your host of Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? I would love to connect with all of you, so please check out our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash Is there really truth and justice for all? No spaces. You can also reach me via email at jstein at elpspda.com or call toll-free at 1-800-SEE-THAT. That's 1-800-SEE-THAT. For our new listeners, let me begin by saying there are many wrongful arrests and convictions in the United States. We are working to address these problems and with the integrity of those involved in the wrongful convictions within the judicial system. We'll talk to victims of wrongful arrest and convictions, witnesses, people involved in the judicial process, and try to create an understanding that our current judicial system is not, I repeat, is not truth and justice for all. And that everyone needs to be aware this widespread problem in our country does not discriminate against race, religion, sex, or nationality. Anyone can become a victim to the judicial system because of false or coerced statements, ineffective assistance of counsel, lackadaisical police work, prosecutorial misconduct, jailhouse snitches, deceitful witnesses, and even dishonest expert witnesses. I am so excited. Today, February 5th, 2020, we are changing things up on our show today. Since today is Wednesday, we want to get you over the hump. Our guest today is going to help you with your mindset and positivity to be able to keep fighting the fight, change your life for the better, and tell you how mindset is everything. My friend and our guest is Mark Hayford. Welcome to the show, Mark, and thank you for joining us. Yo, Big Jeff. What's up, my man? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm I'm pretty jacked up. Am I the 20th show? Is that what's happening here? You are the 20th live show. Yes, sir. I love it. I love it. We're, we're, we're setting records and we're breaking trends right here, man. I'm excited is, to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. So, Mark, I'm going to give you a brief intro and then you can, you can add anything I miss, but I, I want our listeners to know how great you are. Mark Hayford is a not one, but two-time best-selling author, inspirational speaker, and entrepreneur. His mission statement is to showcase a higher vision of not what is probable, but what is possible. Mark is a veteran of the U.S. Armed Forces, a former professional wrestling referee, and a current DJ for his own company, as well as a head football coach for a great middle school. He has been featured on many platforms, including his own radio station, his own podcast, and television for his books, Get Up, and 365 Days of Encouraging You to Attack Life. So, Mark... I always share with our listeners, did you know that there are approximately 2 million people in jail or prison in the United States, and there's no perfect formula that can be applied to how many are innocent, but it's believed to be anywhere from 2% to as much as 10%. 
So even on the low end, that equates to 40,000 people, or on the high end, it could be as much as 200,000 innocent men and women who have been wrongfully convicted. And that does not include those that have been wrongfully charged of a crime either. So those numbers are much higher. Um, and we really want to kind of focus on how can we help some of those people, some of their families? You know, what are some different things that can be done? And for these very reasons, I always recommend that the defense must conduct its own investigation instead of relying on the investigation conducted by the prosecutorial team. And for today, these are the very reasons why I invited Mark on the show so he can help all of you get up and encourage you to attack life and conquer your goals. So, Mark, to start off, why don't you give our, our listeners an introduction about yourself and how and why you became a motivational sensation? (laughs) <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, hey, I was wondering if you could do me a favor and just read that all again from the top. That was great. I love, I love, I don't know if my head's getting out of this room. No, man, thank you so much. I really appreciate the platform. I got to tell you, first of all, I love your show. I love what you're doing here. I believe it makes a difference and you're giving a voice to the voiceless. You're allowing people to just really be able to put some focus on some real deal issues that, let's face it, uh, they kind of get swept under the rug. Sometimes the key's thrown away. People don't want to talk about it. So this is a tough topic. This is a tough show. I've heard it. I've enjoyed it. Um, and I was very bewildered when you asked me initially to be on it because I'll be honest with you, man, somewhere between professional wrestling and, you know, being a best-selling author, I've, I've, I'm a motivational speaker, like you just said. And I don't care who the group is. I, I believe the commonality is the same. The mindset has to be the same, right? So just as an example... I don't know, a couple of years ago, I was, I was hired by a, a private corporate event to be their keynote. And I come out uh, and I spoke to anywhere between three to 500, I don't know exactly the number, but, but senior execs, VPs, managers, and talking about mindset and attitude and um, technique and success, and, you know. And then the next day, I was speaking in front of eight 80-year-olds <laughs> talking about <laughs> mindset and success and attitude. And then a couple hours later that afternoon, I was across the street speaking to 88-year-olds talking about attitude and mindset and success, right? And I think it's, the message is the same. It's just how you package it for your, the audience that's listening. So when you asked me to come on this show, I got to tell you, man, I, I was honored. I am honored. But I was also kind of taken back because I thought, well, what the heck am I going to talk about with Jeff Stein, who's a private investigator? And this is his thing, man. Like, this is... He's, I am not an expert in this. I'm not a, uh, um, you know, I don't even watch CSI, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's, that's my mom. She watches that. But I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a judge. I'm, I'm not um, law enforcement. I, I'm not a first responder. I mean, I have friends that are all those things, but I'm not. So what could I offer your audience and what could I do? And then when you explain to me that there's people that could use hope, that need some faith, that could, could maybe get a fresh perspective from, from someone from the outside looking in, so to speak. So that's what I'm looking to do here. You know, anytime I go and I'm asked to speak anywhere, I'm looking not just to leave value, man. I'm looking to change somebody's freaking life, like for real, because we didn't just show up today to be average. We didn't just show up to be mediocre. And I think it's about if you're going to show up, you might as well show up great. So today, what I want to do with the next 45 minutes before we wrap this thing up and send it on for, you know, everyone to listen in the galaxy here. I want to make sure that we change some lives, some perspective. We give some people some fresh hope and some things to think about that maybe they never considered before. You know, for me, 
the, the whole motivational speaking gig. And it's funny because there's this trend that's been going on in the past couple years where um, a lot of these quote unquote experts and they're out there, you see them on YouTube. There's some of them are authors as well. And they'll say motivation is garbage. Motivation is crap. You should just get rid of motivation. It's all about discipline. Rah, rah, rah. Okay. Look, man, I was raised up in Northern New Jersey, five minutes outside of New York city by a combat trained Vietnam vet. Okay. I dig discipline. I'm all up on discipline. That's, that's how I start and end every day, discipline. I believe that's the foundation. But motivation and inspiration is equally important. And you know this, Jeff. You've coached football. I coach football. You know, our football players are already disciplined. They show up every day. They put on the helmets. They put on the pads. They're going to smash into each other. They're getting at it. But motivating them is a whole other ballgame, and that's another level to success. You need the discipline. Without the discipline, you don't have anything. But when that opposing team shows up on our turf and you get to tell the boys that this is your house and you get to tell the boys, hey, your parents, your girlfriend, your science teacher, your little brother, they all came to watch you ball out today. Those kids, now we can cut the dogs loose and they want to go hard and they're motivated. And the biggest bang that people say is with motivation today is simply, well, motivation comes and goes, so there's no value in it. You know what? So does my birthday. So does the guy that takes out the trash once a week. So does uh, Christmas. You know what I mean? So it's okay. If motivation didn't go away, we would never be able to shut it down and go to sleep. So motivating people and getting them to really buy into the idea that they're worthy and worth it is priceless. And that is so important to me because the fact of the matter is my core belief and what my books are based on is the fact that we're not getting more time this is not dress rehearsal and it's time to play all out because the worst thing you want to have when your time is, look, we're all going to die. We're all dying, man. Nobody's getting out of this thing alive. You know, unless you're going biblical here, uh, I've only read about one or two that have uh, gotten out of life without actually dying. So we got the start date. You heard it before. We got the end date and you got your dash. What do you do with your dash? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when the end date comes, you don't want to have regret. And it may not be regret for what you have done. Maybe it's regret of what you should have done or what you can't do anymore because your time's up. So I'm encouraging people to play all out and to have the mindset of knowing that if you're here and if you can hear my voice right now, you're needed, you're special, and you have an energy like nobody else. I'm going to take a sip. I can't even do this right now. I'm so hyped, man. Like, I love it. What I'm talking yeah, this is what it's about. We need, to, we need to stop the divisiveness in this country. You know what? We need more people being strong enough to lift each other up. That's what it's about. I'll let you talk, and I'm going to breathe, Jeff. All right? All right. <laughs> Mark, that was, that was a, a, probably one of the best openings I've ever had. I, I, I love talking to you. I love listening to you. And it's just just, just your passion, your voice, your energy is, is uplifting. And, you know, it, it makes you feel good, and it makes you think. It makes you think, you know, what can I do better today? I mean, there's so many things. So um, I, I don't want to talk about me because it's, it's not – today is not about me. We have – a really diversified listener base. And I know they include all walks of life and we've been listened to in over 33 different countries, Uh, especially, you know, people who are incarcerated, wrongfully convicted, attorneys, prosecutors, law enforcement personnel, private investigators, and the lucky other listeners who found me and stay tuned in. So let's start (laughs) with those. (laughs) Let's start with those that are or have been wrongfully convicted 
and and maybe even they were correctly convicted and you know they get out of prison but they might be doing time for a crime they did not commit but that problem does not affect just them it affects their loved ones friends family their kids their parents their brothers their sisters both emotionally and financially how can that you know wrongfully convicted people people who get out of prison how can those people in this situation stay positive when their world has turned upside down i mean is there any hope like you know what do they do to to try to get up every day and 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 fight the fight well hey way to start the show off with a knuckleball man and give me an easy question i'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you what ah <laughs> uh, man well well look first off that let's just that that's a raw deal that that is it's rough that's a dark place that's an ugly situation that's an ugly place and i know there's a lot of people that are out there right now that are hurting so, you know, let, let's, you know, motivation's great. Let's not pretend like cheerleading puppies, rainbows, high fives. I mean, the reality is there's thorn bushes, there's, you know, there's sharks in the tank, and it, it's a mess out there. Um, and it can get hard, man. The day-to-day beats you up. It beats up the, the person that's got the average basic life that's just maybe bored or just maybe whatever. So now when you have this oppression that, that hits you or your family or your community, it, it gets heavy. Uh, so I just want to acknowledge that first off, but you know, you're talking emotionally down, financially down. You know, how can people stay positive when their world's turned upside down? Well, uh, look, you know, I, I believe it's, and I, I've wrote, I've written about this. I've spoken about this on my radio show. I've talked about this on my daily podcast. I, it's, it's not if adversity is going to hit you and punch you in the face. It's when adversity is going to hit you and punch you in the face. It's life. We all get it. We get it in different variations. We get it at different stages and times. But I believe how you handle your adversity ultimately is going to define you. I'm going to say that again. How you handle your adversity is ultimately how you are going to be defined when this whole thing is over. Because some of the greatest of the great names, the people that we herald, their household names, they could be political figures, they could be uh, musicians and rock stars, they could be actors, they could be philanthropists, they've gone through the most crap. And when you can go through the most crap and still be standing there, smoldering, you know, beaten up, scarred, but you're still there, we want to cheer you on. That's the success story. People want that. People love that. People need that. And if you're in that place right now where you are in a dark spot and it is ugly and there is nothing but funk all in your head and all around you, I want to be the voice right now to remind you that your current situation is not your final destination unless you choose it to be. You've got to take another step. You've got to get out of bed again. You've got to believe that things are going to get better. You have to have faith that things are going to get better. And you need to start taking action steps Daily, daily. I mean, again, we've seen it, right? Dr. Martin Luther King said it, and I'm not going to try to quote it because I'm going to completely screw it up. It's not in front of me, but it's basically, you know, if you can't, if you can't, (laughs) man, I wish I had it in front of me because I love so many of his quotes, but it's basically, you know, if you can't run, then you walk. If you can't walk, you crawl, right? And it's you just got to keep moving forward because there's something better for you on the other side. And I want you to pick your head up and I want you to believe that. Hmm. 
That's awesome. And, and you know, I, I, I wrote this down, action steps daily. That's so important. I, I think we all forget about that. You know, we just kind of let let the day go by and, and there was nothing that we did to to be positive, to fix things, to make ourselves better in, in one way or another. So that's a really nice Well, you know, if it's quote. one thing, if it's one thing that you could define your day on and hang your hat on and, and you know, well, look, all these days float through our eyes. I don't remember what I did three Tuesdays ago or four months ago, but I remember when I gave this talk or when I took that phone call or I sent this email or I got to sit down with this kid and train them on something. You know what I mean? So I think when you can create moments, when you can do something, just something every day, I mean, look, we, we both of us um, have coached with a gentleman by the name of John Morgenthaler. Great guy. Kids love him. He's a great coach. And something he always says is every day you're either getting closer to or farther from your goal. So it's a choice. It's about making choices. You, you choose. You can stay sedentary and stuck and broken and battered and beaten, or you can do something about it, and you can start to take a step towards your goal. And if you don't have a goal, that's the first thing. we. That's the first problem, and that's the first thing we need to define. What is the end game supposed to look like? And then we can start working towards it and working backwards in a sense. That is, that's awesome. Absolutely awesome. I love it. And, and and I think that's really helpful, again, for, for all the listeners out there, not just wrongfully convicted. But, you know, I know a lot of questions I'm going to ask. I'm, I'm sure the question is overlapping and, and the response and answer is going to be overlapping because, you know, we're, we're all humans. We're all people in just different situations and how we can be positive in our own individual situations and our own individual action steps on a daily basis to get closer to the goal and the solution versus further away. So those are really good, really good topics, really good points. Yeah. We are, this just flew by, but um, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. ELPS Private Detective Agency is here to provide you with security and investigative services. Our specialties include criminal defense, surveillance, security consulting, loss prevention investigations, and more. ELPS Private Detective Agency is a dynamic team of professionals with over 30 years of experience. No case is too small, too large, or too difficult. We're licensed, bonded, and insured. Visit ELPSPDA.com on the web or call us at 877-SEE-THAT. ELPS Private Detective Agency. Fighting theft, fraud, and crime, one case at a time. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You 
are listening to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? To reach Jeff Stein or his guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can send an email to Stein at elpspda.com. Now, back to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? Welcome back, and I hope you're as excited and pumped up as I am because just having a conversation with Mark is definitely inspirational and motivational and, and his positive approach to life and, and um, reaching your goals just is, is uplifting. So, uh, Mark, cases like we just talked about, including life itself and work and family, affect everyone, not just the wrongfully accused. Those working the cases on both sides of the table, including but not limited to cops, prosecutors, criminal defense attorneys, judges, investigators, the list goes on and on. What are some things that this group of people can do to kind of decompress and, and not throw in the towel, you know, when they, they don't think they're winning or it's it's a sad case. You know, a lot of these are real tear jerkers and um, you, you don't want to let your feelings get in the way of doing your job, but they do. So, and before I turn that over to you, I'm not sure if, if you heard or read about, but last year in 2019, New York City Police Department, 10 of the New York City police officers committed suicide in one year. And we're seeing more and more of this. And, you know, we have a mental health crisis in our hands in the United States. And I, I don't know if you have the answers. I don't know if anyone really has the, the actual answers, but I'm sure you have some thoughts um, you know, regarding mental health and suicide and how to decompress at the end of the day, you know, without throwing in the towel. So with that, the floor is all yours. Well, I have a whole lot of thoughts and someone might get me in trouble here, but I'm, I didn't come on here to just, you know, say niceties, pleasantries and make people feel good. Like, let's get down to it. And let's get real. First of all, um, wow, I have so many um, connections, ties, friends that are judges, that are police officers, that are firemen, that are nurses, that are doctors, that are first responders and EMTs. And, uh, you know, I DJ a lot of events for them and I have mad respect for those people that go and do that. And, and I wrote about that too. You know, we look around and go, are there any heroes left today? You know, why are there no heroes like we used to have? Where are the, you know, the John F. Kennedys and, and the, you know, the Abraham Lincolns and where, where are the heroes? Well, the heroes, they don't wear capes. They wear badges. You know, they, they have air packs with an airline on their back. You know, they, they have a, a stethoscope around their neck. Those are the heroes today because they're constantly putting others before themselves. And they're all people. They're not perfect, but they're, they're, giving, they're dedicating their lives to help our lives. And I think that's something that we need to recognize first off. Second off, you just asked me, um, well, you know, you said, I, do I have some thoughts and, and what are some things people can do? I do have some thoughts. And my thoughts are, you pretty much hit it on the head. Nobody has the answer. So if I come on here and I try to explain to you, why, well, Jeff, you know, as far as the uh, suicide epidemic, I'd be full of crap. And there's a lot of experts, air quotes, and yeah, you're hearing the, the anger come out of me right now. They're out here that are, that are talking all this rah-rah, and they have these suggestions, and this, you know, this is going to work. Listen, we're in the middle of it, right? So if this wasn't, a, if, if there were any experts, they say an expert, to be an expert, it takes 10,000 hours of doing something, and then you can consider yourself an expert. Well, listen, this is 
fairly new as far as an epidemic, A, and within the past few years, and B, uh, if we had experts, then we would have solutions. And if we had solutions, then this wouldn't be a problem. So there are no experts. We are kind of navigating these choppy waters as we're going. And I don't think anybody can really say that we can put this in a box and we fix this situation like this because we can't yet. And where we are here, February 2020 anyway, and, but we keep working to get better. We keep working to get knowledge and we keep working to, to help each other, lift each other up, get educated and share these ideas, which could help. Right. And there's a lot of people that have a lot of good intentions to do that. You know, when, when I was, I'm, I'm, I'm 48 years young. And when I was a kid, man, I don't think, yeah, uh, let me just, uh, right. There was, there was not one person that I could think of, remember hearing about that committed suicide. I, I remember, you know, Ozzy Osbourne, you know, was brought to court or something, or he was being sued in the earlier mid eighties because he wrote a song that included the title suicide and some teenager took his life and they speculated that it was based off that song. And that's the only time I, I thought, wow, that's horrible. When I was a kid, that's the only time I remember hearing anything like that. And now, unfortunately it's hit so many of us hard and it's like a, a common topic in so many communities and it's awful and it's devastating, and it just doesn't affect the person that has engaged in that. It has a un, just unprecedented ripple effect throughout the families and the friends and the communities. Lives devastated and changed forever. So if you can hear my voice, and if you're in a dark place, you got to realize that it's, it's more than just what you're going through right now, because you're about to put that on everybody for the rest of their lives. That, that's what I think about that. And that might not be popular to say, but that needs to be said. And no, I haven't heard anybody say it yet. So it needs to be said. You know, now let me pull it back a second. We're talking about, let's go back to the people that are, that are in it every day. They see it. They can't, you know, they, they're just dealing with it. You know, the, the uh, paralegals that, that work for the divorce attorneys that, that hear like the most horrible of horrific stories and have to go home and look at their spouse. You know what I mean? Like it affects so many people in so many ways. I think your mental health is paramount when you're engaged in this type uh, or any of these types of a, um, a, you know, your, your day-to-day, your work, you're engulfed in this. And, and I doubt for many of the people that are doing that, they have the eight-hour day where they punch the clock nine to five, right? Especially we see the police officers, the volunteer firefighters. I mean, that, that, there's no off button. I think something that is crucial, crucial for them, for the grandparent, for the middle school kid, for the millennial, for the businessman, I think physical fitness is imperative and I think it needs to be at the top of every list and it gets overlooked so much, so much. And the way we live today in 2020, Jeff, we are not built to live the way we live today. We sit too much. We lay too much. We eat too much. When we do eat, we eat mostly crap. You go into a supermarket and they got the health food section and that health food section is about 10% of the store. Well, what's the other 90% of the store if that's not in the health food section? So, I mean, we really got to start being our own best advocates and being mindful because if not you, then who? 
nobody's looking out for you because everybody's busy, got their own stuff and got their own lives. Of course, people care about you. Of course, there's people that love you. But at the end of the day, you have to get your own back. You got to be your own best advocate. Physical fitness is imperative for several reasons, because number one, some people say, well, I'm, I have, you know, it's too expensive or um, I'm, I'm too busy. I don't have the time. Look, you make the time for your health now, or you're going to make the time for your health at the back end of your life when you don't have it anymore. And you're either going to pay to be healthy now, or you're going to be paying for your sickness on that back end, because that'll be coming if you don't take care of yourself. And physical fitness, you know, as a football coach, <clears throat> somebody who, you know, former athlete myself, and I enjoy weightlifting and things like that, it's important I mean, the release of the endorphins, what it does for your mental health, how you can take 20, literally, literally, we all get the same 24 freaking hours, peeps. If you worked out for 20 minutes, I mean, go hard, 20 minutes, do a CrossFit, hit some weights, run on a treadmill, walk around the block, do some push-ups. You could start in your own house. You do that for 20 minutes. You got 23 hours and 40 freaking minutes. I don't know. Hmm. Go go eat a, a... frozen lasagna or something after do whatever you want you can <laughs> go read a book watch cartoons i don't care but it's important that that helps you blow off steam it clears your mind you know that's the first thing the second thing i think and this goes across the board i think it's personal growth and i know a lot of people don't want to hear that because sometimes we just want to unplug sometimes it's easier to watch episode seven of season four of whatever junk is out there on Netflix right now. And that's fine too. Cause I get it. You got to just shut your brain off. Sometimes I'm for it. I think you got to re-energize, you got to charge the battery, but I think it's crucial, crucial. i say that again, crucial that you take time for personal growth. That could be a podcast. That could be a great book. That could be a daily YouTube video somebody that you can latch onto that gives you inspiration or that gives you some hope or you're, you're feeling their vibe or something to fill your head up because we are in the information age today. We've known it was coming for, for thousands of years and we're here. Let's not waste it. Let's engage in it. Let's take advantage of these supercomputers that we have in our back pockets, these cell phones. Let's not use it for candy crush and crap and whatever. Let's use it to fill up our minds. Your mind is an untapped treasure house. It is the greatest asset you have. It's what separates you from the animal kingdom. It's what makes you great. And we only use maybe five to less than 10% of our brains. Let's start utilizing that. Physical fitness, number one. Personal growth, number two. And number three, look, you've got to do something in your life that's going to make you happy. If you like to travel, have something to look forward to. Do it once, twice, three times a year, even a mini vacay, a staycay. If you like playing pool, but you haven't been able to do it because you've been so busy in work, take the time to do it. Join the pool league for once a week. You know why? Because when it's over, it's over. and Nobody's playing pool anymore. So invest in yourself. Take the time. Take care of your body. Take care of your mind and start remembering how to be happy. When you were a kid, it was carefree, it was fun, it was vibrant. You didn't have to hashtag adult. You didn't have the bills, you didn't have the debt, you didn't have the life, you didn't have the stuff. You could just be carefree. And even if you didn't think you could, when you look back from now to then, you go, wow, I wish. Well, go do it again. You don't have to stop living. I'm giving you permission to enjoy your life. You're supposed to. You get one. As long as it's not hurting other people. But 
and that's and that's one more topic. You know, let's throw that in there as another one. If if you're kind of bored with life, I guarantee right now there are homeless, there are sick kids, there are disabled veterans, there are elderly that are forgotten, there are people right in your own backyard, in your community. I, Jeff, you said 33 countries. I don't care if you're in China, if you're in freaking Turkey, if you're in Canada, if you're in Wallington, New Jersey, baby. Woo! Right in your backyard. There are people that could use your help, your talent, your skills. You know what? Go volunteer for two hours a week. Go to a soup kitchen. Go see the sick kids. Go hang out with the elderly people. That will fill you up like you could not believe. You'll get a thirst for it. Maybe you could start a revolution. If not you, then who? Taking a breath, Jeff. Crazy. Go ahead. <clears throat> and, and, and that's... All, all good stuff, and and I want to say I, I'm guilty a lot of uh, of a lot of those bad habits that you just mentioned, and it, you have no idea how thankful uh, I am to my favorite football player, um, who you know, who's 13 years old. My son is getting ready for the football season that we don't start until August, Love that. but he's he's getting ready. So because of him, last week I went to the gym four times. How about that? How about that? He, <laughs> He was my motivation, which um, I needed. <laughs> it was a good kick in my ass. So, you know, you thank know, you, sometimes Danny. We have to, sometimes we need, as adults, man, we need to dial it back and we need to really just look through the eyes of a child again and to really start, you know, dreaming again and to start having goals and to start enjoying and to have some aspirations. You know, we're not just here to just be sedentary and have our next meal or our next smoke break or our next whatever and die. Like, that's not the purpose. That's not the end game. So live life. I love, I love that you're a little guy who's not so little, by the way. <laughs> I love that he's already getting jacked up. And, and like you said, it's six months away. I love that. And I love that you're doing it with him, man. The relationship building. So important. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. I enjoy it, and it, and it's funny because he goes in, and does his thing, and I do my thing, and and of course, you know, we saw we, we we see Coach Williams in there, and you know, and and he's inspirational, and just watching him work with other people too, because that's his that's his passion. So you know, it it spreads to good. You know, you, you're able to look around and you see this this good stuff. So great advice. Uh, I, I'm so thankful that I went last week because I'd really feel like crap after listening to you talking <laughs> and, and I didn't uh, do no, that. So no. I need to stick to stick to it. <laughs> hey, a little bit every day. That's all it takes, man. Just a little bit. And, and you're right. And, you know, every day you got to take time for yourself. And, and you mentioned, you know, go work out for 20 minutes. It's not bit that big of a deal, but, you know, it's just. It's difficult for some of us, you know, who run your, who run our own business or work crazy hours, and um, you know, for all the people who wear a badge and work twelve-hour shifts and on call. I was a fireman, an EMT, uh, for over a decade in New Jersey, and you know, you get woken up in the middle of the night and you're going to put out a fire, or, you know, do CPR. Like, I mean, it, it's just it becomes difficult. Then you eat junk food. It's it's not easy for some people. So, all great advice and, and, and back. Jeff, that goes back to what I was saying, that you've got to be your own best advocate because how are you going to help somebody else if you can't help yourself? You can't stop someone else from drowning if you can't swim. 
So you've mm-hmm. got to be in shape. You've got to be mentally sharp. You have to take care of yourself. You have to try to force that sleep in and get it. Sleep is, I heard a sleep specialist say, sleep is the greatest drug that most professional athletes do not take advantage of because <laughs> sleep is, is our best friend, man. And you just have to take care of yourself, especially guys. Please, if you are the police officer, if you are the doctor, if you're the nurse that's on edge, if you, how are you going to give your best to somebody else when you can't give your best to yourself? You've got to carve out some time so you can take time. Imperative. Yep, a- absolutely. I-, I love it. All great advice, great thoughts, and, and words to live by. W- with that being said, I just want to talk about and. In- and this ties into what we just, everything we just said, and, and it's probably going to be the, the same thing, but suicides are also the leasing, leading cause of death in U.S. jails. And in 20, and actually, you know what? Let me, let me stop. Um, I want to say something that I, f- I forgot to mention earlier. The United mm-hmm. States, the weird thing is the United States incarcerates more people than any other domesticated country in the world. So, it's crazy. And our sentences in the United States are longer sentences of prison time than any other domesticated country in the world. And then compared to those other domesticated countries, we don't do as good of a job as they do in working with the inmates and getting them ready to go back into the, the general public. Um, it's it's. I don't know the answer to why. I don't know what it is. And obviously there's, you know, a lot nowadays about criminal justice reform and, you know, this this podcast and some things that I'm trying to do. So with that being said, suicides are also the leading cause of death in United States, in, in the jails, in the prisons. In 2014, it hit a high of 50 deaths for every 100,000 inmates. And that's two and a half times the rate of suicides in a state prison and about three and a half times that of the general population. And people can look at it and say it's a problem commonly blamed on the mere fact that more mentally ill people are landing behind bars. Um, There was a trend that started after state psychiatric hospitals began closing in the 70s and promised alternatives failed to emerge. Um, and, And recently, there's a lot about that in the news about the local psychiatric hospitals that are closing, and these people don't really have anywhere to go. So, I mean, that's a whole nother issue. Uh, even more recently, jails have been overwhelmed with those addicted to opioids, which is a terrible thing, and meth, and many of them wrestle with depression and withdrawal. And we don't hear, you know, you, you don't turn on the news and you hear about an inmate killing themselves unless they're high profile, right? And there, there's been a, a few recently in, in, in the recent, the past two years, one of them um, was that I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, and we've talked about football, so let's keep it on the football theme, Aaron Hernandez. Mm-hmm. And, and before Aaron mm-hmm. Hernandez suicide um, in his prison cell in 2017, he was a world-class athlete who received the largest signing bonus ever given to an NFL tight end, $12.5 million, which went a long way to giving him the kind of life most of us could only ever dream about. By his mid-20s, Hernandez was living in a $1.3 million mansion in Florida with his fiance and their new newborn um, baby daughter. He seemed to have it all. You know, us on the outside look at him and like, man, that's he's got it. Um, and then his mental turpitude with probably a lot of issues from his earlier days ended up being his demise. 
So suicide is a problem with obviously not only adults, but as, as you and I know, and with a school district near us, um, with our youth as well. How, how do we help them? And, and I, again, I, I think you answered a lot of things above, but is there anything else just with that, the, the whole suicide thing that you can think of that maybe we didn't mention before? Well, yeah, I want to go back really quick, um, talking about Aaron Hernandez, and who I believe was trash, not because of, you know, the, the misfortune of what his life turned out to be, but how he harmed other people in the process. And, Absolutely. you know, I think that goes back to the topic of money. So many people say, oh, money's the root of all No, no, it's not. Money, Money's a good thing. You know, I love money, but I don't love money in my heart, not in a way of greed. I love money in my hand because it can help a lot of people. It's kind of like fire. Fire can burn down your house or fire can cook a meal and feed your family. It's how you use it. The same thing with money. I think it accentuates. If you're a jerk, you're going to be a bigger jerk. If you're a great person, you're going to have the means to be a greater person. And unfortunately, I think Aaron Hernandez, Hernandez with that, you know, all his millions of dollars, I think he was exposed for the jerk that he was. Um, my opinion, so let the hate mail start, but it is what it is. Um, how do we help Man, again, I'm not an expert, and I don't think there is one, because if there was one, we would start taking strides and leaps to fixing it. But I think a good starting point is we listen. we got to listen. We have to, you know, you, look, you got two ears and one mouth, right? I think that's by design. you got to listen to what people <laughs> are saying. you got to watch the trends. you got to see and hear what is happening, what people are saying, why they're doing it. Talk to the kids, the one, you know, don't dismiss the, the, our youth that are struggling or that have anxiety. I mean, I know a lot of the, the Gen X, the, you know, the, the boomers will roll their eyes when a millennial's talking about the anxiety and you're like, Oh, what are you talking about? Cause when, you know, our generation dealt with this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it's different. It's just different. And we got to respect each other more. We got to discuss more. We got to get more of these ideas on the table and start to hear different perspectives. And I think that's a good starting point for anything. You know, communication is key. And I want to drop a resource here. Um, for everyone that's listening out there that could find this to be helpful. Uh, I had a guest on my show, uh, the Get Up Power Hour, a couple weeks back. Her name was Holly O'Connell, and she is the founder and president of a nonprofit organization called A Path to Hope. And if you go out to www.apathtohope.org, she basically is, they offer guidance, and support, and they navigate mental health care resources. So she had to deal with her, her stories, some personal issues. She navigated through all this stuff, and she has a boatload of resources on there for people to go to for, you know, a, a whole plethora of issues for, for what people are dealing with. So if you get some time, if you're in need, I suggest people go out to there. There's a resource that um, can kind of dovetail into many resources for people. So... Um, yeah, I, I think what we do to help is we listen, we talk, and, and we, you know, kind of inform each other, like I just did there. Go to a apathtohope.org. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. I, I appreciate that, and I'm sure a lot of listeners do as well. Um, and, and I agree with you about Aaron Hernandez. I, I think the only thing I'll add is I think that there was a lot of demons in him from his childhood, and I didn't watch all the recent – there were some recent things on Netflix and the ID channel about him, um, but I know he yeah. had – uh, it came out, you know, during the whole process that he had some um, um, homosexual in- encounters, um, some gay encounters, which is OK. I'm not judging. I'm not saying that's bad. But I think as as he was growing up, you know, wasn't as um, 
as prevalent as it is today or, you know, people were still, you know, afraid to come out and announce their sexual preference and whatnot. And then he becomes this, this football God and, um, whatever. So I I think he had a lot of stuff built up in him, um, that just maybe so, you know, and, and, you know, but I, I haven't seen boy George kill anybody. So I'll just leave that right there. I don't know. (laughs) You know, (laughs) fair enough. And I I agree. Absolutely. So with that being said, I, yeah, that's that's kind of a, a perfect trend. I don't, I don't know if I want to say transition, but it, it's a perfect lead into my next question um, is not everyone grew up with a silver spoon in their mouth. And a lot of us had a lot to overcome, you know, growing up poor mental or physical challenges, um, near life and death experiences. And, and I had one as well. And the list goes on and on. I know you speak to a lot of people who had difficult, had a difficult childhood or, or, or a, an obstacle that they overcame in their life. Um, have you noticed any similarities, any themes to how those people that, and, and I will say you're an expert on that, um, you know, much more than I am. How do those successful people that have overcome all the negativity in their lives, is there anything that you've seen you know, in your conversations with them, that seems to be a common denominator. That's probably what the best way to look at it is what's the common denominator for somebody who had nothing and now they're doing really well. Any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I do. I mean, that, that's a whole seminar in itself, which is what I do when I give a lot of my talks and, um, you know, when I, I do, um, book author events and things like that. Um, so to kind of put in a nutshell is tough, but you know, I was doing an event at a school, and it was one of these schools in an area which was um, more of a financially depressed area, and, and one of the, the young boys there raised their hand, middle school age, I guess, and said, how am I supposed to win when I come from the hood? Mm. And man, that, uh, you know, that, that one hit me because he didn't see what I saw. I saw a rock star kid. I saw a kid that has unlimited potential. I saw somebody who has the ability, who has, who could dream, who could, who could break free from what they're doing. And he didn't see it for himself. And I think that is crucial again. You know, if you can't see it, you can't be it. And I go back to what I said at the top of the show, your current situation is not your final destination. The guy talking to you right now, had, a, had his childhood hero, my Vietnam vet father, died of MS after a long, long, pretty much two-decade ugly decline. I grew up in a house next to the tavern where I grew up watching my father get into fistfights. Um, I'm not going to pretend I grew up in some, you know, some like, uh, you know, hood or something like that, but um, it wasn't pretty. And, you know, getting into fights in the street and things like that were kind of the norm, unfortunately, in that time, in that era. I mean, it's a world away now, but, you know, look, when we didn't have a family car, the church had to bring us food. Like, these are things I talk about in my first book, Get Up. Like, everybody has something. And again, I go back to when you have your adversity, how are you going to deal with it? Jeff, I go into schools and I, I give talks and do assemblies. And you know what I see in the schools? I see anti-bullying. I see no smoking, war on drugs, no vaping, uh, suicide prevention, 
And this is plastered all over the place. So you know what I'm seeing? I'm seeing suicide. I'm seeing drugs. I'm seeing bullying. I'm seeing vaping. I'm seeing, you know, here's the thing. That's the message we're embedding. That's the paradigm we're creating in these young minds. And, and this can go for adults as well. I truly believe that, I'm not saying turn a blind eye to things, because that's just, that's ridiculous. But what I am saying is we're accentuating things, and we don't mean to, but we're putting so much focus on it. You know, when I was in school, when I was young and coming up, I wasn't into smoking and drinking heavily and doing stupid, because I'm, I'm into my sport and my team and my next thing and this group and my friend group, and we just were busy and we were doing stuff. You know, I think it's about you got to focus on what you want and not focus on what you don't want. Instead of having signs everywhere that say, bully, 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 suicide, 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 drugs, drugs. How about lifting each other up, up, up? How about caring for one another? How about for a successful person is a strong person? How about a strong person lifts other people up, doesn't push them down? I think you've got to focus on the positive. And we are geared, we are geared to focus on negatives. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you some staggering stats right now. By the time, and, and if you're one of these listeners, wherever you are in whatever country, whatever time zone, and you're struggling because you're like, ah, oh, this is all crap, it's all negative. Listen, the average person that grew up in a fairly positive household, right? Now, hold on. Let me, let me put an asterisk here. I'm going to describe a fairly positive household. A fairly positive household means you had a table, and sometimes there was food on it. And you had a parent, one, two was jackpot, but you had at least one. And if not, a grandparent or a guardian, you had some heat. Maybe you had something to cool you off, even if it was a fan. You had a formal education, even if it was the crappy school that you didn't learn anything at. Maybe you had a vehicle. You grew up in a fairly positive household. Because in this country, we live like kings and queens, and we don't realize it. Because there's a kid going to bed on a slab of concrete that smells like urine and it's covered in bugs right now. And you live like a king. So when you start having how bad your life is, realize that somebody would trade with you like that, like that, like in a heartbeat. And what we got to understand is by the time, if you grew up in a fairly positive household, now we have a new perspective on that, right? By the time you're 18 years old, you heard the word no 150,000 times. 150,000 times you were told no. You can't have the cookie. You can't sleep over Timmy's house. You can't get up and use the bathroom right now. You can't stay up late. You cannot have a raise. No, you can't have the weekend off. No, you can't borrow the car. No, 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 no. That's all we've heard. The music is geared towards negative. The movies have tons of negative. YouTube is a cesspool with negativity if you're not searching for the right stuff. And here's something that's staggering. An average person on a day, we'll have 60,000 thoughts per day. We don't even realize we're having some of these thoughts. You know, do I put on the red uh, shirt or the yellow shirt? Do I lock the door? Do I flush the toilet? Do I brush my teeth? Do I put my blinker on? Do I put my seatbelt on? Do I smile at this person? Like, it's your subconscious mind just firing off thoughts. 60,000 a day. Out of those 60,000 thoughts, 95% of those thoughts are the same as yesterday. Now that makes sense because we have our same networks, our same people, we run in same circles, we have our schedules, we, it's what we do. So that makes sense. But here's the staggering part. Out of that percentage, 
80% of those thoughts are negative, Jeff. Negative. Wow. We wow. are geared towards the negative. And what we need to do is start focusing on the positive. And that's why I'm okay with saying I'm a motivational speaker or I speak inspiration or I'm going to share perspective because we need it. We need to turn the light on in the dark room so you don't stub your toe on the freaking furniture of life. Okay. And we need, again, can't say it enough. Focus on what you want, not what you don't want. See where you want to be and then take those action steps to get there. That's how we get it done, friends. That's what we got to do. You got to guard your mind. You got to be on purpose. The honeymoon is over and it's time to start putting in the work because you get one you and you are worth it and you are needed because if you hear my voice right now, you're not here by accident. God doesn't make junk. You have a special, unique energy, gifts, talents, voice like nobody else that's out there in the world. And you must share that because that is your purpose. Mark, that's that's all great stuff. I mean, this this past fifty minutes flew by so fast, um, I, and I greatly appreciate it. And I want to hear more, and I know our listeners want to hear more, so they have opportunities to listen to you on a daily basis. Because it flew by, we have about two and a half minutes left. Can you, in those mm-hmm. two and a half minutes, close out the show with maybe telling our listeners a little bit about your books? Um, where they can listen to you, how to contact you for speaking engagements, and and what's the best way to get in touch with you. And then I know you want to read a page from your book, so you're on the clock now. (laughs) Well, sure. Thank you for the platform, man. I appreciate it. Uh, The hub for me is markhayford.com, and that's Mark with the C, M-A-R-C, Hayford, H-A-Y-F-O-R-D.com. You go out there, um, you can book me for speaking events, you can check out both of my number one books that hit Amazon's best-selling category, Get Up Encouraging You to Attack Life, and 365 Days of Encouraging You to Attack Life. That one is a thought-of-the-day book, and I have a, it's aggressive as far as the schedule, but I have a daily podcast that drops, a new one drops 5 a.m. every single day. Um, but you can go and listen at any time. We have 250 of them in the chamber already, just hit our first year anniversary. And that's out there on SoundCloud. So if you go to SoundCloud, search the Get Up podcast, and every day we come swinging for the fence. Yo, I am all out there on all the social media. So anybody wants to connect with me, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, LinkedIn, Twitter. I'm on YouTube. You can DM me, PM me, and you can email me, Get Up at Mark. Hayford.com, and I'll get back to you within 24 to 48. And listen, if the personal growth thing, you're like, bro, it's great. I don't have time to read. You know what? Go to Audible and go pick up Get Up Encouraging You to Attack Life because I locked myself in a studio with the great producer, Carl Bonner, and banged out this audio book, which I wanted to deliver in this style of talk so every single day I had something to plug into. So... That's my contribution for what we're trying to get out with the message, Jeff. And, man, I love what you're doing here and the platform for Voices so we can start making this place a better place. So thank you for having this. Mark, thanks so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. And for our listeners, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen as we can continue to grow our listener base. We appreciate your positive reviews. We're really thankful to have Mark here and look forward to listening to him on a daily basis. Have a great day. Think positively. Go attack life.
Thank you for listening to Is There Really Truth and Justice for All? We can be heard Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please join host Jeff Stein for another edition of the program next week. 